All right, what's brunch audience? I have a special offer for you, and it comes from your friends at the L.A. Grizzlies, the official football team of the L.A. Sheriff's Department. It is an opportunity drawing, a you-pick-it ticket. You pick the game you want to go to, any regular season game anywhere in the continental U.S. for any pro, college, team, or sporting event. You win the prize, you get to pick it. Want to go to Yankees, Red Sox? Want to see the Packers at Lambeau Field? Ever want to go to the Iron Bowl or the world's largest outdoor cocktail party? Heck, the Bruins play LSU in a year or two. Pick that game. You can hang out with what's run. If you win the drawing, you get two tickets for any regular season sporting event in the continental United States, plus airfare for two, plus three nights at a local hotel for you to enjoy your experience of going to that game. And all you got to do is buy your ticket at lagrizzlies.org. There's a link right there on the homepage. So support your Grizzlies this season as we head into the 2023 spring football season for the National Public Safety Football League and get yourself a sweet, awesome sports experience. Tickets are just 20 bucks a piece, and you can buy them at lagrizzlies.org. Thank you very much, and go Bruins and go Grizzlies. This is Maurice Jones-Drew, and you're listening to the What's Bruins Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for West Coast Bias. The show brought to you all the way from the best coast. It's the West Coast Bias, that is. Aw, yeah. Hello, and welcome to West Coast Bias. I am your host, Jake Merrifield. I'm joined by my good friend, at Jamal, artist, champs, Papa 1015. Something like that. (laughs) At Jamal. Camps Papa 1015. There you go. Jamal, artist on Twitter. And he's here before me. He looks like he's cleanly shaven uh, on the top. Not so cleanly shaven on the bottom. I know about those professional standards, pal. Don't know how that mask is going to work well in the NICU with that sort of stubble on your face. He's also got his handsome glasses on. He's also got a pair of headphones on. He's also got a Raider, Odele Raiders uh, hoodie on. Odele. Uh, good job. And um, he brought little muffins, too. So, hey, Jamal, how are you doing? Yeah. Hey, I'm good. Ready nice for you. ready for another uh, week of recording, um, you know. Where I'm sure you're uh, you're happy to do editing a four hours uh, amount of show to you know crisp uh, one and a half hours of. Uh, if you think about uh, you know the West What's Brown Show now and uh, the West Coast bias. You're just all about the West Coast bias. You don't like the East Coast. We really don't do a whole lot of editing anymore. I mean, we're it's pretty good. Like we'll stop every once in a while, maybe get a drink, maybe go back on the last twenty seconds. But it's not labor intensive as much as it used to be. But there's still things that are very labor intensive, and I am sitting here laboring whilst we're trying to start the show. And uh, I apologize, Jamal, if I feel a little bit distracted. But uh, here we are. Um, the Lakers, LeBronless Lakers are currently tied with three minutes left in the uh, third quarter, 77-77 in Memphis. Uh, we're hoping we're going to bring this game to a successful end, but I don't think either of us are su- uh, expecting it, right? Yeah. That's okay. You have your back to it, and you just keep monitoring on your phone, and hopefully we'll bring the Lakers some good luck. But um, with that being said, West Coast Bias, What's Burn Show Network, thank you for listening. Uh, call the hotline if you have anything to say. 805-399-4WBS. Suck it, Reign of Troy. On a cruise right now. I hope they're doing well. Michael's partying like a rock star in Cabo, apparently. What? On a friend's cruise. A friend's cruise? He's on a friend's cruise. Is Not it? Friends, the TV show, uh, but like with his like group of young, you know, 
early 30s friends. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't have kids. Yeah, they invited us, <coughs> but we couldn't go, and I'm right. sad. Uh, we would have been, I think, by far the oldest people there, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and he recently had a birthday, so I'm assuming it's a birthday. He just had a birthday. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe, sort of. But yeah, he did have a birthday recently. But anyways, uh, enough of the chit-chat. Lakers, Dodgers, uh, tragedies, successes, future same, failures. All in the same Who day. knows? Overcome obstacles. What do you want to talk about first, Jamal? Uh, let's go with our favorite. Let's just go with the tried and true Los Angeles Lakers. That's right. The Lake Show. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I put in the rundown. We go up. Lakers come back from 27, beat Dallas in Dallas. What did you think about that game? Jared Vanderbilt uh, basically shut down uh, Nicola. Not Nicola. Oh, my God, Jamal. Come on. Uh, Don, Luka Doncic. Luka. Yeah, I just saw him. <laughs> uh, Luka Doncic. Um, I think he held them to like, whenever he guarded him, he only held them to like seven points, two of ten uh, shooting. Um, he scored seven. Vanderbilt himself scored 17 points and uh, got 15 rebounds. He was one, he was one of the best players on the floor. Uh, a great win. I mean, they were down 20. That was awesome. Yeah, they're down 27 on the road. I mean, that was one of those things where, like, at the beginning of the season, you would have said, okay, here's a loss. Where where are we going to get pick up a win? Or, yeah. you know, this is just. Well, it's, it's funny. That, that game starts, uh, started, like, was that a 12 It was a 12-30 Sunday game, yeah. Starts 12-30 Sunday. The Bruins are going to start, like, a half hour later, I want to say at 1. Yeah. Um, and I got home about 20 minutes later than the Bruins starting. And I noticed that there was they were running that Michigan game that had the crazy shot. I don't know if you're aware of that, but they didn't start the po- the broadcast for the Bruin game until like, you know, five minutes in. Bruins are already down by eleven points. Only scored three points in like the first five minutes. I turned the Laker game. They're already down like twenty four, <laughs> and I'm like supposed to. I had planned on building a shelf in my kitchen, which I did. But I'm like, this is going to be a total bummer. Uh, you know, two games, they're both getting blown out. But then I decided to go with the Bruins. I figured they're probably going to come back against Colorado, let's be fair. And they did. They did. And then I checked the Lakers score, and they did too. And it turned out to be a wonderful, it was Saturday, right? Yeah. No, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday Wonderful Sunday. Yeah. Wonderful Sunday. Whoa, we just got back from Santa Barbara. Wonderful Sunday of watching the Lakers and the Bruins in epic comebacks. The Bruins wasn't really epic, but they won the conference title. Right. The Lakers was an epic comeback. First time this season, I've heard that stat. 47 times right. in the last two days. Oh, uh, teams were 0 and 163, yeah. I think, in yeah. the season, went down by that many points. Bit largest comeback by any team, it might have been just the Laker team, since 2002. And I want to say that comeback was also against the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> I think it, you're right. Yeah, it was also against the Dallas Mavericks. That was the Nowitzki uh, Nash Dallas Mavericks. That was then. when the Lakers just owned Dallas. Yes. Like just Shaq yeah. and Kobe yeah. just. Because it was at home. So yeah. they had this, with this crazy win streak against them at home. <clears throat> so <clears throat> epic comeback. Great win, but there was, and this is where we go down with the Lakers, there was that a moment in the game where it looked like LeBron James injured his foot, the one that's been keeping him in and out of the lineup. And the thing that everybody focused on as soon as you got that win was LeBron James was limping as he was leaving uh, American Airlines Arena in Dallas, and uh, and then of course we had to wait till uh, till uh, I guess they confirmed it. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday Monday. Have they confirmed anything other than just he's it's, out indefinitely? It's, it's, he's out indefinitely. It's going to be several weeks. Um, they haven't confirmed what exactly it is. The report was, and this is from LeBron James. He said he felt something pop in his foot, which is never a good thing. Um, so uh, so yeah, so it was kind of like. The roller coaster it's been with the Lakers, it's the ups and the downs. Um, the frustration of they had 
effectively use the trade deadline to um, to rebuild their roster on the fly and um, make it effective and balance it out. And then they lose such an important piece like LeBron. They lost uh, on a fluke uh, inbounds play uh, D'Angelo Russell um, the previous yeah, game. Completely ridiculous. Yeah. He just, like, what are we doing? He turned his ankle. Um, How does that happen? Yeah, just getting up to, to throw the ball inbounds. Um, he hasn't played in the last uh, – as of tonight, this is his uh, – uh, third, uh, second full game miss, but it, you know, basically he he missed the everything after the first quarter in the previous game before the Dallas win. So that's you know basically three games that he hasn't played, and now you have LeBron going down. And frankly, I mean that's always been the worry with this team: are LeBron and Anthony Davis healthy? Can they win? Um, if they're not, and that's just a frustrating way to kind of go into the latter half of this. Uh, postseason when you know that they're trying to just even make the play on at this point. Yeah, and um, that happens. We'll get to Gavin Lux in a few minutes, but yeah, I mean, all I could think about the last couple of days was it's it's community. Yeah, it's injury character c- magnitude. It's injury city. <laughs> pop pop. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Gavin's like pop pop. Yeah, pretty LeBron's much. Ankle, pop pop. Exactly. And the Lakers and the Dodgers seasons are changed. Yeah, for sure immediately and um you know when the lakers it just sucks because it's just so up and down it's like right when you think there's a little bit of hope then I something mean, smashes them again they were uh they're, they're what are they? they're four and one since the trade de- deadline the only yeah. you know the only loss was against portland um you know they're undefeated since the all-star game um three and oh uh you know that that same day that uh that um was it saturday that um that the Clippers lost in like triple overtime, or maybe it was Friday where they yeah. lost in triple overtime. Second Clippers, yeah, where it was a crazy stat, but it was like the Clippers lose uh, on Sunday. They lost to Denver, so it's like all the teams that are in front of the Lakers start losing. You know, there's like this scenario where like somebody wrote out how many teams they, that they needed to lose, and almost all of them did. And it was just like it just looks great for the Lakers because they're moving. I mean, they went from 13th to 11th. This, yeah. you know, in, and after they just can't that, get to 500. Yeah, after that Mavs win, and it's like it's like great. Now we're back to square one. Now they got to figure out. You know, everyone has to be optimistic. Can they win with uh, LeBron James down? I mean, I think they can get into a play-in game with LeBron James out for several weeks, um, depending on the severity of the injury. Um, but I don't know that they're a playoff team if if he doesn't come back this season one. Two, uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell also being out um, because of a turned ankle. It's like, you know, they're they're behind the eight ball when they really needed guys to sort of coalesce because we said it. Well, once the trades happened, it was like they had 26 games, and it looks like they were going to start to make something happen. And then, you know, LeBron James goes down. So it's, it's, it's just tough. It's tough to um, have to deal with it. And... Um, Frankly, I'm you know me. I'm I'm cynical. I'm not as optimistic as most people. You are very cynical. But um, but how can you? I mean, it's I mean, how can you be optimistic if he's not going to play the rest of the season, or if it's going to be a point where he can't even get back until after they've clinched a, a playoff spot, and and you just never know where they're going to be. Like I said, this team has enough talent just built the way they are. Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, those guys. Um, uh, who's the other guy that? They, oh, uh, Malik Beasley. You Lonnie know, Walker just had a sweet dunk. I'll tell you that. You know, Lonnie Walker off the bit. You know, those are guys that can get this team into a play-in. They can. They can get them above 500. They can get them into a play-in. But um, it's hard-pressed for me to think that that's where you want to be. One game and you're done. 
I feel like if LeBron James was with them the whole rest of the season, no missed games, that it would be a different story where you'd see them, um, they'd catch up to that sixth seed. I mean, right now they're only two and a half games out of the fifth seed. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. It's, it's not. It's, but it's just like in December, right? right? When you think that they're about to get over the hump. Yeah. You know, they start with that that horrible two and ten start, and then but right when they were about to get over the hump, then AD goes out, right? And now he's missing time, and then yeah. LeBron's in and out, whatever, right? And you know, so, what do you think? You know, let's just assume that it's just not going to be there. Oh, geez, Memphis just hit a shot now they're up by nine to end the quarter. That sucks. Um, but Ja Morant is down. I don't know what that's about. Uh, hopefully, he's okay. But hopefully he has like diarrhea for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah, and fine. then immediately feels better. Yes, uh, but um, it's always my rooting interest in a, in a game. Sure, the, but, Paul, uh, the Paul, it's called the Paul Pierce experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but anyways, um, assuming that they're probably not going nowhere this year, just because for whatever reason, even when they look good, they're going to be snake bit. What do you feel about going into the off season? Because you hear either. Yeah, they you know uh, whatever whatever the term that um, they have player options on. Uh, no, uh, the the general manager uh, Palinka said yeah. he's like what he said he he called it pre. I don't know. He's referring to the to next season pre agency or something. Yeah. I think I think it was pre agency. But what do you think about the Lakers? Have either heard that they're going to use these pieces to try to get another star again, do that whole number, or you have these guys and you have. You know, and they're they're good for next year, and maybe this is the start of your team for next year. What would you like to see them I'd like do to, at this point? No, you want to run it back? Yeah, just please. I, I can't do another bringing in another superstar. Um, is it going to work? More you're wholesale lo- changes. Yeah, you're you're losing all these assets, and then and then you end up with uh, eight or nine guys on your roster that you didn't have the year before, and they're all on these minimum contracts, or they're trying to play themselves. You know, kind of like uh, Malik Monk did last year, trying to play themselves into a bigger contract, and then you're gonna, just going to be square, uh, square one the next year again. Yeah, just just roll with these guys. These are solid uh, rotation guys. You can make something of it. Um, you know, fully healthy season. One thing you can say about once they they made these these changes, they were using Anthony Davis and LeBron a lot less. LeBron was averaging like what thirty six, thirty eight uh, minutes a game. Um, and that's not what you want on a 38-year-old player with these who's had recent injuries, um, you know, to where he only played like 24 minutes the other night when they beat, was it the Warriors? Yeah, when they beat the Warriors, he only played 24 minutes, and they won. They won by a lot. Um, actually, well, the the score was closer, but it wasn't a, it was one of those comfortable uh, wins that they had because all the other guys were doing their job. You know, Austin Reeves is back. He's doing his job. He's getting in Josh Green's face. You know, it's... That's awesome. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, I'd like to see them enough with the with the roller coaster enough with the the wholesale changes you know uh, please give me some guys i can root for and like are going to be around for more than 10 minutes and, please yeah and then just you know uh, fix along the margins every team's got to do that every season fix along the margins this year and just stick with these guys i don't care if they're just a four seed i would much rather see the consistency that we're seeing from this team when they're healthy at four and one um since the trade de- deadline than having another two and ten season uh, two and ten tar- start to the season because guys are trying to figure out where they belong, how to play. The coach is trying to figure out his lineup and stuff like that. I mean, if they just had this level of consistency from the beginning of the season, we're not talking about. Or if they hadn't traded away all their guys, right? Yeah, for, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, if they hadn't blow, you know, kept you know, blowing things up. Trade. Yeah, if they didn't keep blowing it up. 
you know, it'd, it'd be a completely different story this year. Maybe LeBron doesn't get hurt because you don't have to run him out there the whole the whole freaking game. Maybe that AD is doesn't an argument. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, I'd like for them to just stick with what they've got for the moment and and then see next oh, yeah, season. John took a terrible spill off. Mo Bamba tries to block him. He puts up a shot that goes in, and I think he's got a freaking free throw on top of it, maybe. But he lands on his back hard. Ooh. I don't know if he's coming back, well, but I hope he's okay. Yeah, I, really I hope do. he's okay. Um, you know, if they have Dylan Brooks, it'd be different. I hope his friends stop talking shit too. Yeah. But other than that, you know. <laughs> his dad. Yeah, I hope his dad Usher <laughs> yeah. keeps just stops rolling. No more laser pointers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So you know, I mean, yeah, I'd like for them to just Lakers still spry. I'd like for them. By six. Uh, I'd like for the Lakers to be consistent next year with their uh, in terms of their personnel. Me too. Um, and it's pretty obvious. Malik Beasley, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, and D'Angelo Russell. You can't go worse than that. That kind of lineup. When they put them in the starting lineup, they just look different than the team has looked all year. Um, you know, there's uh, against the Warriors at one point, Anthony Davis was talking to LeBron. Somebody read his lips and he was like, I can't believe we're up by 24. And, and LeBron said something to the extent of like, we haven't looked like this all year. Basically. It's like, yeah, that the, the consistent spacing, you know, all the things that the, in the modern NBA, yeah, it's in one roster. And I say, roll with it and, uh, you know, be effective all year instead of just this piecemeal thing that we've been doing these last few years. Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't agree with any of that. Anymore. Yeah. It is kind of weird, though, because out in, like, NBA land, you know, the Lakers went from being, you know, uh, adored under you know, LeBron AB bubble, AD, AD, the bubble title, and then they're the great, they could be the greatest team ever. Remember, we're hearing that in the uh, Marcus All, yeah. you know, version, Marcus All ended up not being a big part of that team, and then all the injuries happened. But they, but at the beginning, it's like, is this the greatest team ever? Yep. Nonsense. Yeah. You know, and team, you know, woefully underperformed because of injuries. And then the, oh my God, these guys are the dumbest people ever again, you know, which is like pretty much from 2010 to 2018. That's all we heard. Right. So they're, now they're dumb again and horrible and dysfunctional. And by the way, I mean, they did blow up their, their perfectly good team. Yes. And then as soon as they made this next, this last trade, got rid of Westbrook and the coup, apparently with Vanderbilt and Russell and all these other guys, Beasley. Now, all of a sudden, they are back to being darlings. Right. And, under, you know, and underrated darlings again. Right. The dark horse, basically. Until LeBron blows out his you know, foot. foot, pop, pop. Yeah. Oh, it's very sad. Yes. All right. Well, speaking of another pop, pop. Jesus Christ. Pop, pop. It's very sad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very sad. Gavin Lux. Another pop, pop. Gavin Lux. Out for the 2023 season with an ACL tear. That was confirmed today. Uh, uh, happened on, while running the bases. He was running second and coming into third and just awkwardly stepped. Um, it looked like his ankle rolled on him and awkwardly stepped, and his knee went one way. He went the other. And he went in a heap and had to be carted off, and you kind of almost knew right away that it was a devastating injury. It was confirmed today that it's an ACL tear. It's going to keep him out for the rest of the season. Rest of the freaking season! So the Dodgers are down a shortstop, uh, unfortunately, and uh, down some depth because uh, Lux could play second and shortstop. It looked like they were going to move him permanently to shortstop and play him sparingly at second. They had, (sighs) in these early spring training games, they had him at shortstop. At second, they had Miguel Rojas, um, who they acquired from... um, was a free agent? No, it was a trade with the Marlins. Good thing they got him, though, huh? Yeah, they did. They I mean, missed out on all the uh, shortstops. Yes, and the, <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, got rid of Trey. But it was kind of supposed to be more Very of a luxury, sad. a depth, and all that stuff kind of situation. So now, it you know, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm. I don't know what to think in terms of um, in terms of what the next move is. I kind of feel like it's the Dodgers are not the type of team to panic and be like, well, okay, well now we're, we've got to make a move. 
um, and get another proven starter. There are some people they, they can make a move for. Um, just off the top of my head, there's Willie Adamas, who's a shortstop for the for the Milwaukee Brewers. There's Tim Anderson, who plays for the Chicago White Sox. There are guys that can go out there. It's going to cost them, though, because that's the problem. They're, now they're, instead of coming um, from a strength point, now they're coming from a point where like teams are going to be like, well, now you're desperate. You're going to have to give me a lot more than, you know, then you probably would have had to pay if you had just tried to make those deals at uh, at the trade deadline if you still wanted those type of players in that kind of situation. So devastating for Gavin Lux. Um, this was his kind of year to prove it. Um, he was uh, at one point minor league player of the year with the Dodgers, came in for a spell in 2019, played a little bit and earned a ring. Um, during the COVID year in 2021, he was supposed to um, uh come in and and kind of be like their next rookie of the year kind of in the mold of Bellinger and Seager and shore up second base and play and he was kind of all over the place the errors the the hitting came around last year but then there was some injuries it's just he's talking about up and down with him it's it's just it just hasn't seemed to work and for him to lose a whole season just kind of sucks and I don't know I don't know what that means for the team um they've dealt with these kind of things before I mean they lost Seager the year after they went to their first world series in forever they lost Seager the next year for the whole season eventually had to uh, go out and trade for Manny Machado um you know uh you know they went and got Trey Turner a couple years ago um when they still had Seager you know they've there are situations the office the office is competent enough to get a good fix I just don't know what that is right now um, and and I hope it doesn't cost them a lot because, like I said, they are no longer going to be working from a, a point of having some influence or power like they normally do at the trade deadline. This could be something where like teams teams see that they're desperate and they need to get somebody right away. All right, so heading into this Dodgers season, obviously going to be a lot of new faces because uh, we're subtracting Trey Turner. <laughs> Yeah. One of my favorites. Apparently not a fan favorite, but one of my favorites. I just found three rookie cards of his uh, in uh, a, a box in my garage a minute ago. Okay. So Trey Turner, gone. Justin Turner, gone. No more Turners. Yep. No. Are there any more Turners? No. No more Turners. No more Turners. Uh, you Ballin. also you got uh, Walker Bueller hurt for yeah. another year. You got Gavin Lux now hurt for a year. He's uh, gone. Bellinger's gone. Gone. Yes. Cody Seager's already gone. Yes. It's, that's it's, it's that's not, a it's year not, removed. It's not your mom and pop's... Uh, so that's Dodgers. five Dodger regulars, as well as some of the weirdos that are gone, like the guy with the weird, uh, the, the reliever that sucked, Kimbrel. Uh, oh, that I, I really liked when he was a Dodger, but now I'm going back to hate him. Edwin Rios. Edwin Rios, gone. Yeah, to the Cubs, too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that are not, no longer there. So yes. These are not your Trump-era Dodgers anymore. Now that we don't have uh, those Turners and that Lux and, um, you know, who are your, your new newfangled Dodgers? Well, um, Miguel Vargas, he had a spell with them last year. He's uh, he's going to be in the outfield. Uh, he, he's an infielder as well. Um, he spelled Justin Turner a lot last year. Um, he's supposed to be a good hitter, huh? Right. He's supposed to be a good hitter, decent hitter. Didn't really quite show it at the beginning. I think he was at one point he was hitting like 110. Took him a little while to adjust and then started hitting better at the end of the season. Um, but it was definitely a cup of coffee. It was Lakers a, down by 13. It was bullshit. Uh, it was definitely a cup of coffee. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then your other guy is James Outman, who James Outman was on fire in his cup of coffee. He uh, he hit something like 450 in like two weeks. Uh, started off with like 50 extra base hits, something like that. I mean, he did start in Colorado, but it was some something ridiculous. Like they had a home run in his first game. Um, but he's expected to be a part of the of uh, of the team now. 
Um, probably going to get more of a regular spot um, spelling guys in the outfield. So it, it, it's looking like the baby Dodgers um, are going to be regulars. There's also guys like Bobby Miller, who's a pitcher, um, Michael Grove, um, James Pepio. You know, the, they're going to be a lot of new faces, but they're going to be internal guys. They're going to be young guys. So it'll be interesting to see um, how they do as they're getting more and more um, playing opportunities. Um, and, um, you know, whether it's going to breed success, I still think the Dodgers core of guys like Mookie, um, uh, our guy Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy will be fully healthy. Uh, guys like, the, you know, Will Smith, uh, that core group of guys um, is certainly going to help in the lineup. And then, you know, they're relatively healthy when it comes to their starting pitcher, pitching at the moment. So, You watch any spring training yet? I watched a little bit, but I'm not, you know, I, I don't know. the clock. Oh, the pitch clock! Oh, it's hilarious. Actually, there was a game where they were. There was a game where uh, this was like the bases were loaded. Game is tied. It's the bottom of the ninth, and the there was a, the pitch clock was going. And then there was a guy who uh, had to uh, had to step out, and he did so illegally because that's also part of it. Is like the batter can only step out so many times. He stepped out illegally, so the game ended. It was, they called him on a start out, and the game ended right there because in spring training there are ties. There was no extra inning. And then the game ended just like that. It was just like the inning and the game ended in a tie. So it was just like interesting. It was like uh, Major League Baseball with its dumb, these dumb rules. Although the first Dodger spring training game, two hours and 20 minutes. I mean, if games are going to be two hours and 20 minutes, I might get season tickets because, I mean, there's nothing worse than being at a baseball game and it's like four hours long and it's still like the seventh inning, you know. And, it's, yeah. and it could be a three-to-one game. Fair. And there could be a three-to-one game a 5-4 game or even a 5-2 game. You know, it's like, it's not just because a bunch of guys are coming. It's it's a lot of the things that they're trying to uh, keep from happening. Guys stepping out, guys, uh, you know, calling timeout every every time. You know, they already uh, reduced the roster, so you're not getting, uh, in September, so you're not getting, uh, um, you're not getting 50 uh, uh, pitching changes in a game, that kind of situation. So it'll be interesting to see once it's implemented in the regular season with like the regular players, not just these guys that we might not see play uh, later on in the season. Yeah, no, uh, it is funny. A good point. My uh, cousin, Jeff Snyder, Lockout Dodgers, uh, he made that I thought was pretty good was people are complaining about, Oh my gosh! You know this, this is ridiculous. Uh, it's going to um, you know you're well, number one. You're not losing any baseball because it's literally the game is just speeding up a little right. bit. But they're like, how are these guys going to adjust? If Vin Scully, uh, if these rules have been in place Vin, uh, when Vin Scully was uh, still broadcasting, um, you know he wouldn't have time to tell his stories. And he's and uh, Jeff brings up the point that like in 1950 and 60. The games lasted like two and a half hours, yeah. Because guys didn't fucking jack around and waste yeah. time all the time, yeah. You so just, I mean, yeah, yeah. you got in there and you you played. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's gotten out of control, right? And this is a measure to get it back into control. Just just a scotch, just yes. a little bit. Just a little it's bit. fine. Yeah. We can adjust. I love. Uh, this, I, I grew up hating baseball. I now love baseball. It's it it's right there. Is you know I don't have favorite sports anymore. I just have right. sports that I love, and it is a game that theoretically may not ever end. Yeah. There's no real end, and they, yes. as long as they don't give that up, yes. like don't give that up because that's, right. that's the beauty of the game. But theoretically, we can have a baseball game that goes forever, right? And I like that. Well, they they kept that stupid uh, second baseman rule. Put a little bit of reins in, yeah. You yeah. know, whatever the second baseman rule, it's still theoretically it could go forever. Yes, they're lowering the odds a little bit. Yes, and I don't mind that because I come from a softball background, which made me love baseball, and I don't mind the pseudo international tiebreaker rule. Right. I know you know, baseball purists out there don't like that, but all I'm saying is 
this is not something that should be a major big deal. And the guys will figure it out. And they always it. do. It's fine. Yes, it's, it's good. It'll, yes. be, it'll be fine. Yes. Um, Jamal. Yes. You want news, notes? Yeah, just whatever. A, a few things. I don't even remember. Mike's sitting here patiently reading a book, waiting for us to finish. Hey. Mikey, how are you doing over there? We're just What book are you reading, Mikey? Oh. Abide. The, oh, my God. The Abide Guide. It's pretty good. Living it's, with um, Lebowski. It's uh, written by uh, Oliver Benjamin and Dwayne uh, Utsi, but they write the entire book in the tone of the uh, the stranger, the cowboy, the Sam Elliott guy. So, but it's I dig it. It's it's kind of like a pseudo guide to uh, what they call dudism, like its own religion. But they also try to stay away from calling it a religion. But I just, wonder if they have that on Audible. Just it, 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 just, that. it just brings a lot of uh, philo- uh, philosophy into. Um, different parts of the movie. It's pretty Zen brilliant. Is that in the art of uh, motorcycle mechanicing and listening to or watching The Big Lebowski? Is that what this book is? Yeah, I yeah. mean, so many things. I've, I've I've gone back just to double check. I was like, oh my god, I, how did I miss that? Like for for example, cool. they talk about how the dude lives in Venice. I missed that completely. Oh, wow. I thought he lived in a bungalow in Hollywood, but anyway. I'm, yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. That's, that's great. Uh, you want to let you borrow it when I'm done? I'm oh, a, for sure. I almost feel like I should make you a white Russian, Mike. That's why when the other day when you yeah, said that, was, <laughs> my, uh, you said uh, I was like yeah, yeah, a little bit of a co- warning sign, Caucasian, right? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a warning sign. Uh, you know, my my daughter's uh, boyfriend has done many positive things so far. He's been uh, pretty much a stand up guy, but his taste in movies is pretty lacking, and he couldn't make it through the ba- Lebowski with oh. Megan, and he hates the dude. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Maybe he's just a little too (laughs) tightly wound. I don't know. I mean, there's no more Law and Order guy in your lives than me. I don't think. I mean, literally and figuratively. And yet, I'm a free spirit, and I love the dude. I mean, that's that's you know, you got to have some balance. Yeah. uh, Funny enough, that's what they talk about. You know, they have the nihilists, and then they have the elite, and he's just neither. You know, he's off the grid. He's the dude. He's not Walter either. No, that's exactly. What, that's what Megan and, said. And, and that's the uh, yin, yin to, to his yang. So. They're watching the movie. Sorry for the digression, Jamal. They're watching the movie, and um, and and I guess her boyfriend's like, God, I, I just don't like this guy or whatever. And she's like, you're not supposed to not like him. You're supposed to hate Walter. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <sighs> you're out of your element. Oh, uh, by the way. Uh, Asian this? American, please. Was <laughs> 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 oh, it was a Chinaman? Is not the appropriate nomenclature. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, I miss Walter. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. All right, sorry, Jamal. <laughs> News and notes. It's not Vietnam. Yeah. There are rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, oh, that's me. Yes. There we go. Um, it's been confirmed. I've been given a season credential to cover LAFC at, at their new home at BMO. Um, my. F- Yes, yeah, that's and that's but... part of the news. To July 4th. Jesus. Rain, that, that's a... The rain this weekend in Los Angeles washed away the uh, Rose Bowl opener between the LA Galaxy and LAFC. So they postponed it to um, uh, July the 4th. So it was supposed to be a showcase for the new season. Um, the entire um, schedule is on Apple TV. You can buy a season pass on Apple TV. There's no blackouts. God, I, I hope one day the other, um, the other um, leagues do this. Um, if the NHL is smart, they would sell their TV package right to Apple TV because it's ridiculous that we sell blackouts in this day and age um, when it comes to watching that local teams. Um, so, yeah, so it got, it's got postponed to July the 4th. Um, my first uh, assignment, now that I have a full season credential, will be this Friday when they uh, have a naming ceremony um, reflecting the fact that uh, Bank of California Stadium is now BMO Stadium. 
Um, and guess who I might get a chance to interview? Who was part of the ownership group? The GOAT, Magic Johnson. He's going to be there. That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, Mia, Mia Hamm's going to be there. Larry Gruber, who's uh, part of the um, um, the Dodgers and the Warriors um, uh, ownership group. He's going to be there he's as well. He's great diehard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's Hans Gruber. He might have produced it. I mean, he's from Sony. Never world. <laughs> you never know. So that's one. Oh, Lakers making a comeback. AD. Yeah. Pissed off that the guy tried to freaking <laughs> went pole over vault, the back. Pull vault on his, on his shoulder. Just went to the rack himself. Showed the young man what's up. And he couldn't bl- he said block that fool. And now they're within five with four minutes left. Got to make your free throws. Make free throws. Got to make your AD's free throws. AD's sitting on 24-19. Jamal wanted to trade him five minutes ago. Oh, and he's got five blocks. So uh, He made his free throw. He's, he's this, safe. This is a good AD game. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other big news um, for this Friday, there's going to be an NHL trade deadline for the Kings and the Ducks. Um, currently, the Kings are on the road. They're finishing their five-game road streak. They're in Winnipeg, currently down 4-3 to three in the second period. If that doesn't tell you something, they need goaltending, and uh, they need a defenseman for sure. Um, they've blown 5-1 leads a couple times in the last few games. It's, it's been pretty ridiculous. Uh, they almost blew a 3 nothing lead against the New York Islanders um, the other day. They got uh, beat up by the New York Rangers. So the Kings really need to make a move. The Ducks likely not to make a move they're probably more likely to be sellers as they're continuing to rebuild tr- turning into uh, uh going to uh the youth movement that they're on so look out for that on friday for uh, la king's news and uh, that's it for me on the news and notes all right jamal well good we uh came back you you know you wanted a podcast last week but we kind of ran out of time so i'm glad that we were able to get this in today and uh is there anything else you want to talk about uh before we head off no, I'm, I think we're good for in terms of news, and you know we'll keep you abreast of things. Oh, actually, you know I did forget to mention Mike Lafleur was hired as the Rams OC, and I, um, we didn't talk about that. The hockey guy? No, <laughs> no, he's actually uh, <laughs> he? No, he's uh, no, I he's know, the, I know yeah, he's yeah. a Green Bay Packers uh, yeah. brother, yeah. Um, the head coach of Green Bay Packers was with the New York Jets before that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the. Oh yeah, and um, uh, the. The Rams actually parted ways with Bobby Wagner, um, all-pro linebacker that they signed last year from Seattle. He was probably their most That's consistent player yeah. of the year. And then as soon as they did that, um, and you know, probably because Bobby Wagner wants to go to a contender, um, or at least somewhere where he thinks he's going to get a ring uh, in the immediacy. And then, so for the salary cap, that saves the Rams six million dollars. And then right after that, the rumors were that they might trade Jalen Ramsey. So. I don't know if we're going to have a run it back with these Rams. Uh, the Super Bowl title might be might have been the last hurrah of this uh, fun um, early Sean McVay years. And of course, uh, you know, over the time since we've been podcasting, we haven't talked about it. But Sean McVay guaranteed that he was coming back this year. Um, there were rumors that he was going to retire because of the way that last season went, but he said he's he's not leaving. So it'll be interesting. The Rams are going to have to do some things. They don't have a first round draft pick in this draft because of. I think because of Jalen Ramsey trading for him. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in the later rounds. Um, they've been very capable of getting guys there and, uh, and we'll see, but yeah, some roster moves there for the Rams. All right. Yeah. And that for sure is it. Good Jamal. All right. Well, we're going to get on with, uh, the what's Brewing show in just a moment, but, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, give us uh, a call. 805-309 for WBS. WBS. Suck it, Raina Troy. Suck it. And uh, emails to uh, wbwestcoastbias at gmail.com. And the substack, I think, is also under wbwestcoastbias or yes. something like that. 
And until next time, Jamal, what do we say? We're the West Coast. We're the best coast. We're the West Coast Bias. West Coast Bias. Dude, bro, we place a ball on the West Coast. <laughs>